Hello, welcome to the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast, where it is all about helping amazing physicians just like you create a wealthy life free from burnout and with the financial security to practice medicine on your own terms. I'm your host, Dr. Elisa Zhang. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Grow Your Wealthy Mindset Podcast. You may have listened to the last episode and thought, index funds sound great, but my 401k or 403b isn't at Vanguard or Fidelity. How do I know which mutual funds to choose out of what's offered in my plan? That's a great question. The first thing is to determine how good your company retirement plan actually is. Unfortunately, there's no easy way to evaluate the overall quality of a plan, and some of the costs associated with retirement plans may be hidden away. Some investments are created explicitly for 401k plans, such that the investors in those plans pay administrative costs that investors in other versions of the same fund don't pay. This often happens to plans offered by smaller employers. If you really want to determine how good your company retirement plan is, you'll want to request the summary plan description, the plan's annual report, and get a list of investment options that are available in the plan. You should be able to get this from human resources if you're in a larger organization or from whoever set the plan up if you're in a small clinic. The summary plan description will state if your employer matches any portion of your contribution. If they do, you want to contribute at least this much into your plan. The employer's contribution is part of your compensation, and you don't want to leave money on the table. Look at how the administrative costs associated with running the plan is covered. Some companies will cover the administration costs for their employees, whereas others will pass the cost on to those who participate in the retirement plan. Sometimes the administrative cost of the plan are bundled into the fund expense ratio. The summary plan description may have the plan's administrative cost expressed in percentage terms or dollar amount. Divide the plan's cost by the total dollars in the plan to get the percentage. Hopefully the costs are less than 0.5% per year. Anything above that shows that your plan is kind of pricey or expensive. It's possible that the administrative expenses are not in the plan summary description, but may appear in the annual report, which is Form 5500. So what to do if your plan's not a great plan? Well, if you're a W-2 employed physician with no side gigs or 1099 income, your employer's plan may be the only tax-advantaged account to invest for retirement other than a backdoor Roth IRA so it may still be worthwhile to use the plan anyways. If you do have 1099 income or a side gig, you may want to consider opening up a solo 401k and investing through that account instead. If you are a partner in your private practice, you may want to consider if you want to try to change your company's retirement plan to another company. Even if you are an employee, If you really have the interest, you may want to approach human resources or whoever's in charge of working with the retirement plan to see if you can make changes. The next step is to look at what investments are available to you within the plan. Even if your employer-sponsored retirement plan isn't at Vanguard or Fidelity, it may still have index funds. Most index funds will have the word index in the name of the fund. You may not see any S&P 500 index fund or anything that says something like total stock market index fund, but you may see something like index large cap or international index. You should be able to get an information sheet for each fund. 
If there isn't one, you can find the information for the fund on Morningstar.com. If you go to Morningstar.com, make sure you are looking at the specific share class of the fund, since different share classes will have different fees. Somewhere on the information sheet, there should typically be something that says investment objective and strategy of the fund. It may read something like, an investment seeks to outperform the total performance of the S&P 500 index while maintaining a market level of risk. You may see a pie chart that shows what the fund consists of in terms of U.S. stocks, non-U.S. stocks, bonds, cash, and other. The category of the fund should be listed somewhere. Example categories are large growth, large value, or target date, or life cycle fund. There's often a morning style box, which sort of looks like a tic-tac-toe board in a box with one square filled in. One side is usually labeled large, medium, and small, while the other side is labeled value, blend, and growth. There may be a list of different market sectors like basic materials, consumer supplies, energy, financials, healthcare, technology, and then the percentage of assets in each of these sectors. If it's an international fund, there may be a list of countries or world regions that the fund is invested in. The top 10 holdings are typically listed along with the percentage of assets each holding represents. There should be somewhere that lists the expenses, including the expense ratio, any management fees, and if there's a 12B-1 fee or any other fees. Look for the name of the fund manager and how long they've been managing the fund. Usually that's expressed by the year they started. For example, it may read so-and-so since 2016. An index fund should have an expense ratio that's less than 1% and hopefully much lower. It's more likely to have an expense ratio somewhere around 0.5 or 0.6% for a retirement plan. There shouldn't be any 12B-1 fees and minimal other fees for index funds. Also look for the annual turnover ratio. The lower the ratio, the more likely it's an actual index fund. The turnover rate for Vanguard's total stock market index fund VTSAX is 4%, but it's more likely that you'll see a higher turnover rate for the retirement plan. An index fund should have a turnover rate of less than 30%. A turnover rate of 100% would mean that every stock in that fund is sold within a year. The same stock may be repurchased, but all those transactions increases the cost in managing the fund. According to Michael Lask, former research manager at Morningstar, the average turnover ratio for an actively managed domestic stock fund was 63% in 2019. If you don't appear to have any index funds, look for a respectively actively managed fund with a lower expense ratio and minimal other fees. U.S. stock funds should have an expense ratio below 1.25%. Bond funds should be below 1% or even below 0.75% and international stock funds below 1.5%. Check the Morningstar rating on the fund and see if there's any funds that have four or five stars. Look for how much experience the manager has and try to pick a fund where the manager has been managing for at least five years. Look at the past performance of the fund and see how well it matches its benchmark. If you can find a fund that has relatively low expense ratio and low turnover, has a manager that's been there 
for at least five years, and the past performance matches the benchmark well, then this would likely be a good fund to go ahead and invest in. Now let's take some time to dive into some information describing mutual funds. Funds can be divided into large, medium, or small cap, and this represents the type of companies that are in the fund. S&P 500 companies are all large cap companies. Generally, large cap companies are companies with a market value of over 10 billion US dollars. These are generally well-known companies that are established in their industry. Large cap is an abbreviation for large capitalization. Medium capitalization or mid-cap companies have a market value between 3 billion and 10 billion US dollars. Small cap companies have a market value of less than 3 billion US dollars. This tends to be young companies that may serve a niche market. Small cap companies generally have more room for rapid growth compared to large cap companies, but there's also potentially more volatility. Small cap companies will have relatively limited resources compared to large companies, which can make them more vulnerable. Investing in small cap companies is considered more risky, but may also have a large potential reward. The Russell 2000 and the S&P Small Cap 600 are indices representing small cap companies. Mid-cap companies are more established than small cap, but are more likely to have more growth than large cap companies. They are generally in the process of increasing market share and improving overall competitiveness. Their risk is somewhere between a large cap and a small cap. The S&P Mid-Cap 400, Russell Mid-Cap Index, and Wilshire U.S. Mid-Cap Index are indices representing mid-cap stocks. Growth stocks are those of companies that are considered to have the potential to outperform the overall market because of their future potential. Tesla is a great example of a growth company. Tesla stock has a market capitalization larger than all the other U.S. auto companies combined. These companies tend to have their stock prices increase with time and are less likely to pay dividends. Value stocks are those companies that are considered to be valued less than their true worth. They're usually established companies that are stable with steady growth instead of accelerated growth. These companies are more likely to pay dividend on their stock. Blend just means a combination of growth and value companies. So a large blend mutual fund is a mutual fund that would have both large cap growth companies and value large cap companies. Target funds, also called life cycle funds, are mutual funds that are structured to change the asset allocation over time to be more conservative as the target fund date approaches. Generally, target funds are dated every five years. So if you plan to retire in 2038, you may choose a target fund for 2040. If your child is going to college in 2030, you may choose a target fund for 2030 in their 529 plan. Target funds offer the convenience of being on complete autopilot for asset allocation. The trade-off is they, they typically do have a somewhat higher expense ratio. If you don't want to spend much time looking over your investment options, you can choose the target fund that is closest to your retirement date from your employer-sponsored retirement account and call it a day. I hope this information was helpful without being overwhelming. If you still have questions, feel free to reach out to me. 
you can email me at wealthymindsetcoaching at gmail.com or find me on social media and send me a DM. As always, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and let me know by leaving a review. It really helps get the word out. And now the disclaimer. I am not a certified financial professional, and this show is really just for your education as well as your entertainment. I'm also a physician, but I'm probably not your physician. So if you need any medical advice, please consult your own physician. Thank you.